the early days, all we cared about was email, and then all we cared about was Google, and then the social. <laughs> right. Yeah.、On. And so, what I saw was an opportunity to use WordPress as my hub, but to、mm-hmm. program things around you know, WordPress that would push. The content out to all the places where people are hanging out. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the WP Elevation podcast. I'm Christina Romero, coach here at WP Elevation. In this podcast, I had the great pleasure of speaking with Corey Brown, who is a website developer with his own web agency and has built a tremendous. Community around bass players as a side project. It's exploded, and I really wanted to get his thoughts on building a community and the tools and techniques he's used to sustain that community. I was over at WordCamp Baltimore, and we got to sit down in person. So enjoy this podcast. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Just before we get into this episode of the WP Elevation podcast, we'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor GoDaddy Pro, who help us make this all possible. But instead of just giving you a spiel about how great GoDaddy Pro is, we thought it would be more interesting to introduce you to a GoDaddy Pro customer, a WordPress consultant just like you, and see what kind of work they're doing with their clients and the impact they're having on their community. Cindy Schaffstall of Spider Trainers has focused her business on promoting her local community. GoDaddy Pro Tools helps her achieve success by giving her the ability to gain access that she needs to make that happen.、Uh, yes, I'm Cindy. I'm from a company called Spider Trainers, and our mission for the last two years has been to promote the area that I moved into.、Um, it's a very small town in northeastern Arizona. We live in towering pines. It's absolutely lovely, but it's also very small and sort of. Um, I don't want to say slow, but they're so maybe slow to catch up. So they're not; they haven't been introduced to new technology. So when I came up here, very few people even had websites,、um, and the town was one of the people that, or one of the organizations that didn't have a website. And I realized that as an entrepreneur, I could have a direct impact on the town's success in marketing themselves as a tourism、uh, or as a tourist destination. So I、um, won a contract to build a new website for the town, and once it got built, they couldn't get a hold of their domain name. So of course, we worked with GoDaddy for seven months trying to get control of a domain name that an old developer had.、Um, all the while, this website was just waiting to launch. So once the town site was up and we started getting data about that, I started working with the chambers of commerce and their nonprofit organizations. We've gotten great data off the various websites, and GoDaddy hosts everything. So my GoDaddy Pro account is really what gave us that success because we were struggling with, you know, gaining rights to domain names and being able to bring all of these sites together. Where can people find you online to learn a little bit more about what you do in your business? We're at SpiderTrainers.com,、um, but our business is really we're this community. So it's PineTopLakeside.com and PineTopLakesideChamber.com and SholoChamber.com. For more information about GoDaddy Pro, visit GoDaddy.com/pro for tools to support your business. Okay, now let's get back to the show and see if we can help you take your WordPress consulting business to the next level. Cool. 
Cool. So this is fun. Yes, it is. <laughs> to meet at WorkCamp Baltimore. Um, so you reached out to us. It was great to finally have you on the podcast here. And I think what's really cool about you, which could speak to our listeners, is how you talk about building a community. Yes. Uh, we're all, we're a little crazy about community at WP Elevation. If you right. haven't seen, we're a little, we, we love it so much that we tend to want to turn out ourselves as website professionals and build community in our niche. Mm -hmm. So um, I think your talk today is about community, isn't it? Yes, and, it is. And building. So give us a background on yourself, um, where you started, and how that sort of plays into what you're doing now with helping people build sure. community. Okay. So um, I think I started with WordPress right at the beginning. I think mm -hmm. it was 2003, maybe, somewhere maybe. there. And so like most people, I, you know, I got it, start, tried, I'm going to blog, and I'm a terrible blogger, so, mm -hmm. but I set it up. and. You know, I realized, like, you know, in those days, it was good for that, but it wasn't good for much else. Mm -hmm. And as it matured, I think with version 2.9, when that came out and custom post types became a thing, yes. <laughs> I thought, wow, this is something I actually want to use. And I, I'm a bass player. I was a musician mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. And so I decided I've been talking for a long time about building an online magazine for bass players. And, you know, before WordPress, it was like, going to be very expensive mm -hmm. to do what I wanted to do and at that time I said well this this can definitely handle it and but I didn't want to just have like a website and and not connect out you know because in the early days all we cared about was email yes. and then all we cared about was Google yes. and then the social <laughs> right yeah on. and so what I saw was an opportunity to use WordPress as my hub but to mm -hmm. program things around you know, WordPress that would push the content out to all the places where people are hanging out. Mm -hmm. And because I was just starting, I didn't know where those people were necessarily hanging out. So I kept everything really equal. You know, you can follow us by subscribing to email newsletters. You can subscribe, you know, you can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter. MySpace was actually a thing at the time. <laughs> oh, and, is uh, it still a thing? I guess it's I back, know. Yeah, it's you know, right. but it's not the same as it was. Um, MySpace and music, though, was very big because mm, they actually right. had MySpace music. And so I knew there were a lot of musicians there um, using the platform mm. to promote themselves. Um, and so, you know, I, I really didn't know what, you know, what would resonate with people. So we kept everything equal. Mm -hmm. You know, here's all the ways to connect with us. And, you know, basically, I was a Twitter guy at the time. I didn't like Facebook. And we had a Facebook page. We had a Twitter account. And I worked really, really hard to build our Twitter audience. Mm. And I guess maybe maybe a month or two in, we had 400 Twitter followers. And I was, you know, okay, this is cool. But I looked over at the Facebook page, which I had never touched. We had 2,500 Facebook oh. fans. And so I said, okay, this is, the audience has spoken. You know, um, email was less than Twitter. And I wasn't surprised by that because I feel like email fatigue, you know, mm -hmm. I had it and I really didn't want to be the, you know, pushing that <laughs> as much, you know, and, and, and getting not much response. So I reluctantly shifted all my focus to Facebook You're because like, ah. that was clearly where people wanted to connect with mm -hmm. us. And by the end of the first year, we had 10,000 Facebook fans and it just kept wow. growing and growing. Wow. And so, you know, I, I commissioned a plugin to be built that would, um, push our WordPress content to all these places the way I wanted it to be pushed. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that, that was really working well, you know, Facebook pages in those days were gold. Mm -hmm. you, know, you could, you could push your content out. It was <laughs> showing up in the feed. <laughs> and, you know, we really built, 
you know, a pretty large audience um, as a result of that. Mm-hmm. And so as Facebook has shifted their algorithm. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, and pages Things are, are changing. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, we're actually promoting email a lot more mm. now, but we're doing it in a very different way rather than subscribe to everything that we do. Um, what I love about, you know, WordPress and what I love about the email providers, we use MailChimp. Yeah. Is you know, they have the RSS to email mm-hmm. capability. And, you know, every category in a WordPress site, if you just add the word feed to the end of the category URL, you have the, yeah. the feed for that. Yeah. And so we started to set up very segmented emails. So we have contributors mm-hmm. who, you know, ask Damian Erskine. It's a Q&A that happens every Wednesday. Uh, he feels the reader's question and, and answers it. And it's very popular. And so we said, well, he's got his own feed. We have the RSS to email. Let's set up, you nice. know, get ask Damian in your inbox every Wednesday. Nice. But we did that across multiple categories. And this is relatively new to us, but we went from 40,000 emails delivered per month to 107,000 in a very wow. short time. And it's it's growing every day. No um, longer on the free MailChimp account with that one. No, no. <laughs> and what's, what's really interesting about it is those segmented email lists are seeing like virtually no one subscribes. Yeah. Like our daily wow. gets the volatility of people subscribe, yeah. and after five days of not reading it, they'll say, "I, I can't deal with this anymore." I can't subscribe. <laughs> um, you know, these these segmented ones, it's it's rare to get an unsubscribe, and That's the open great. rate and the click rate are about ten times what our daily is. So it's really high engagement, yeah. um, and you know, people aren't inundated because they might get one email a week from us. Yeah, but it works. Well, see, I like that how you said that. What I stood out was segmenting and targeting, you know, being very intentional about who you're speaking to and what you're sending them. Uh, Would you say that that was the biggest shift in probably how you grew the list? Um, Like what are some ways, you know, with WordPress or with email that you're able to segment them um, through opt-in, when they opt initially, or post-opt-in? What are some of the ways that you do that? Well, I think the, the best solution we've come up with so far is to actually put the subscribe box at the bottom of the article mm-hmm. for that mm-hmm. category. And so it's um, there's basically a rule. There's a list ID. And we have in our built-in our templates, you know, kind of a lookup. You know, this list ID goes with this category and, and that sort of thing. Nice. And so it just puts that email box very Do prominently at the bottom. Do you have different types of calls to action based on that category or is this subscribe box basically the same? It just depends on which category they sort of opt in on. The language around it is different by category. That's nice. So, I like that. Yeah, That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Uh, what sort of opt-in plugin do you use? Uh, we built it. Nice. We built it. Well, yeah. do you, I mean, is it something that people can find out there? In the... No, I don't no. really have any, any of that code open sourced. Um, you know, I, I guess... You know, I don't mind sharing code. Um, we have a lot of people nipping at our heels. Yeah, and, they want it. <laughs> and, 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 you know, all of our competitors, many of them weren't on WordPress, and now yeah. they are. Yeah, and, they're and like, so, hey. <laughs> you know, I don't want to give away too much secrets. Yes, I mean, yeah. I'm happy to talk about it. That's and, nice. But the but, basic yeah. function is really cool. The mm-hmm. idea of getting people to opt in per category and right. you kind of knowing where they where they were first interested and then targeting and segmenting them that way to really get them engaged. Exactly. Um, do you find, you know, you have big influencers, so you have some big names in the industry. How much do you think that lends to the community building and, and having those influencers? I mean, it's huge with social. Mm-hmm. You know, we interview somebody and they share it 
Yeah. And they're, you know, we, we, um, are, we had to start a podcast. Um, we do it monthly. It's 34 episodes. So whatever that is, almost three years. Yeah, no, almost three <laughs> years. Yeah. Um, and our first guest was Robert Trujillo of Metallica. Mm-hmm. That will get people's attention. That, that definitely got attention. <laughs> I think the share count was 50,000 after the first week. And, and so that certainly helps to, to, you know, if, if they're willing to share it yes. with their audience, that, that really helps. Now, for us, we want bass players, and he has fans who aren't necessarily bass players, ah, of course, point. because it's Metallica. Um, but, you know, I mean, we don't care if a non-fleet bass player comes. That's not who But because at least it gives you the traffic that you're going to pull out, right. or people are going to become more aware sure. and share that around. Um, so we get a lot of – people have a lot of questions like, where do I start? Like, how do I contact an influencer to bring them on board to what I'm doing? I think one thing that stands out to, to me is that you were so niche from the beginning. You were very specific about what you were doing and sometimes being more specific and intentional kind of gets a better response from those influencers. But was it a network thing? Did you kind of know a guy who knew a guy or did you cold outreach? Uh, how do you kind of reach out to those Yeah, that's people? a great question. You know, when we started, we, we really had to go with, you know, I would say some of the lesser known bass players and kind of build, you know. Um, <laughs> okay. Because you know when you when you call when you reach out to say you know um, you know band manager or you know PR person for an artist you know they want to know you know is this worth it you know for yeah. for my person to to even spend time and you know in the early days the answer would have been no right because you know we're reaching a thousand people right. a month or something and you know they'd much rather go to some magazine or spend that time you know with something where there's going to be a lot more readers so. It was it was not easy, but we also didn't. We, we kind of knew that going in, so we we kind of set our sights lower and kind of worked our way up and built our traffic until you know now people reach out to us and say, "Hey, we've got this thing" or, or whatever. Um, one of the things that, that really helped though, there is a huge trade show, a mm. music industry trade show in um, Anaheim every January. It's called NAM and AMM, and all the music manufacturers. Mm-hmm go on display there they bring their endorsing artists and do signings and you know it's a media only and industry only event so the public can't nice. show up mm-hmm. and so we've made a lot of connections that way you know with with a combination of our traffic growing and showing up every year and we're all wearing the t-shirts with our logo on it and you know people start to see like oh these guys are showing up these guys are real these guys are growing <laughs> yeah. i see them i keep in my seeing feed. them <laughs> they um, must be important so that that certainly helped and and now we have a lot easier time. Mm-hmm. We can't get Paul McCartney yet. Well, yeah, not yet. But, but, uh, <laughs> Maybe <it> after this <clears throat> podcast. Right. Maybe. This is going to tip you. Um, well, what I like about what you've done um, is that we have a lot of people in the WordPress you know, space here that are building WordPress websites, but have passions outside of that. And I think what you've done is a good example of how you can take what you've learned or take that what you're, you're doing on an on going basis for clients and apply your skill set to your passion to sort of build an audience. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, would you say like you're, you know, you feel like, you know, you've really been able to sort of do what you love through creating this community. Yeah. I mean, it's hard making a living, making music. And yeah. so by doing this, you know, I, I was able to blend two passions into one project. Um, that that's what I love about WordPress is I tell everybody it levels the playing field. It's leveled the playing field. Mm-hmm. You know, to start a magazine, a print magazine, or to start a cable station, or, you know, to get the kind of reach we can get with mm-hmm. a free piece of software, 
you know, would cost millions of dollars in the past, you know, to spin up a magazine and to print it and to, you know, hire everybody. So I, that's what I love about WordPress. I said, you know, there's really no excuse anymore to not do it. <laughs> no, there's you know? not. And at least no financial excuse, right. really. Um, all right. So I make sure we're good there. So uh, when we take a look at some of the ways that you can leverage your list, I think that also speaks to some of our viewers because you have such a robust list of people who are paying attention to you that you probably get approached a lot for affiliates, um, people who, where you can market through the list. Do you guys do that? Is that how you make revenue, that you can push something out and make affiliate revenue off of that? Mm -hmm. and it's not so much affiliate. I mean, we do have sponsors, okay. and so we've set up a variety of different packages that they can do. Contests are really big for us. Mm -hmm. You know, when we can do a contest, um, we get a lot of eyeballs on it. <laughs> we get we get a lot of opt-ins for the sponsor that way, emails, um, and uh, you know, we do sell email placement as well. And so they can, you know, have their promo in our email, and some, you know, we'll combine them for some people. They want more than one thing, yeah, um, and so. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really just a paid, like a package, you know, there's several packages you can, nice. you can choose from. And would you say that's the main source of revenue for the community that you've built when you bring in revenue off of, you know, the time spent to build a, this robust community? Is it mostly through the uh, advertising packages? Um, it's really balanced. We have an online store, so we sell t-shirts and we sell, nice. you know, Everybody and, loves a t-shirt. You know, especially musicians. Especially musicians. And what's great is, you know, our best-selling t-shirt ever is the one with our logo on it. Hey, nice. So, so that's, you know. I should have asked for one. Yeah, before well, you I'll, I'll get you one. Okay, good. It's, it's, um, it's really exciting to see that because, you know, we, we're really community-minded and, mm -hmm. and we, we have a lot that we do to support our community, people that wouldn't get in a print magazine, wouldn't get interviewed. We do a reader spotlight every week and we do other things to promote what our readers are doing to give, give them equal footing with famous bass players. Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, that's, that's really important to us. And, and so, you know, it's not, not just leveling the playing field for us competitively, but it's leveling the playing field for bass players everywhere to say, you don't have to be famous to be featured on, mm, on our site. I like that. And so I think, you know, when we see like, wow, people are buying our t-shirts and our stickers and they're buying mostly our logo versions of those, it's very exciting. It's you a know, good because, sign. <laughs> yeah, right, right. They, they want to represent, you know, the brand. So at the time of this podcast, we have almost a thousand people in our private Facebook group for WP Elevation. You have quite a few people on social media that you have to kind of communicate with. Um, I find it challenging even with that number. So what are some of the strategies in order of dealing with, a, you know, kind of monitoring conversation across the community? Do you guys have a private group and is it, um, you know, how many people are in there or even in the Facebook page monitoring comments? Is there a process to that? I read every comment. No way. I, read I hope comment. those advertisers pay you enough then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, you know, it's, this is a passion project for me. Um, I, so I, I look at everything to decide, you know, our editorial strategy moving forward. And, and the only way to effectively do that in my mind is you look at the stats, but the stats don't tell you the whole picture. Yeah. You have to read the comments. Okay. So I read the comments on Twitter, on Facebook, on the pages themselves, on the posts, um, to get the sentiment of what people are thinking about this sort of content. And mm. it helps shape. Um, we did start a Facebook group, um, I think, over the summer, and I think we're about 5,000 members mm -hmm. now. 
and and that's a very different beast. Yes. Um, it's closed group, and we have pinned guidelines at the top, mm-hmm. and, and we have questions you have to answer before we'll let you even you know look at letting you in. Mm-hmm. And and what we what I did early on, I think I just shared. I have a lot of bass playing friends because of this, and on Facebook, and so I. I kind of primed the pump and said, hey, we're starting a group. You may want to join it. We're not going to, we don't auto add anybody. I can't stand that as, mm-hmm, a, as mm-hmm. a recipient of that yeah. gift. I, yeah. Um, Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so we asked people, if you want to join, go over here. Mm-hmm. And then once I had, I think we had 800 at the end of the week. And I said, okay, let's come up with guidelines. I actually posted this to the group and I asked people, comment mm-hmm. on what they mm-hmm. wanted because a lot of people were in a lot of music-based groups yeah. and they see a lot of the stuff you don't yeah. want to see and so we we uh basically put these guidelines up and i can't believe how great this group is i mean they they self-police mm-hmm. and we promoted a few people to moderator um i mean i think we've had two things that were you know pretty bad like spam wise yeah but you know, that's, I'd say that's a pretty good track record yeah. for something like this. Especially with that number of people. And I have to say, I can already get the sense of a kind of person you are. And I feel like those types of things are top down. So it sounds like you're really passionate about, you know, what it is that you do. And I think that comes through, especially through yeah. community. Well, this has been so good because I think you've given a lot of good advice for some of our viewers too because, you know, as a community ourselves and WP Elevation, we see the power of it, especially, um, like you point out, a way of doing something that you love and being able to at least be compensated small, at least to to continue to do it Mm -hmm. outside of your traditional website development business. I think you're a really good example of that. Uh, thanks. thanks. Um, where can people go online to learn more about you and more about some of the talks you've given on this particular subject? Sure. It's coreybrown.me, C-O-R-E-Y. Um, it's, it's my excuse for a blog. Yes. It, it, <laughs> I do promote, you know, podcasts that I've been on and, and things of that nature and WordCamps. And, and, and it's mostly about talks that I do and, and that sort of thing. Um, and then uh, coreyweb.com is, is my consulting firm. Nice. And, of course, notrouble.com is the, is the magazine. Notrouble.com. I love it. Yeah. It's, I love it. So great. All right. Well, thanks again for joining me today. And have a great rest of your day at WordCamp Baltimore. And good All luck right. with your talk. Well, thanks so much. We'll, we'll post the uh, WordCamp link under this when oh, they great. post that. Awesome. All right. Thanks. Thank you. I want to thank Corey Brown for sitting down with me in person at WordCamp Baltimore and having this chat about community. It's always great to meet people in person and at WordCamp Baltimore, we had a great time. If you want to hear more about Corey, go to coreyweb.com or see more about the community he built at notrouble.com. I hope you got a lot out of this podcast. Make sure to rate the podcast and share it with your friends and tune back in for our next episode. Until then, go elevate.